Hi everyone, I'm Olivia, the founder and host of the Craft Academy podcast. Craft Academy is a nonprofit online tutoring platform specifically for sewing and crafting. On today's episode, I am speaking with Bethany Steck, a lifelong sewist and entrepreneur. She tells me all about her journey into sewing, different small business ventures, and how she prioritizes sustainability in her own life. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Bethany. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. I've never really done a podcast with somebody, so I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Well, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what crafts you do and a little bit about yourself. Um, So I'm Bethany Steck. Um, I mostly do sewing, but I do have a little bit of experience with painting and other like kids crafts like silly little stuff like the perler beads that you iron and I like to do like different like uh sun catchers or like we have shrinky dinks that Ethan and I have been doing lately so just like random things to kind of entertain myself more mm-hmm. and been doing a little bit of cross stitching but professionally just sewing okay so what when did you start sewing oh uh, I've been sewing since I was like 11 or 12 both of my grandmas were seamstress so okay. I was always around it I was it was always like, hey, you want to try this? Hey, do you want to do this? And then we started doing it with Girl Scouts. And in middle oh, school, okay. they have like all the different classes, like cooking and sewing and stuff. So I was always really exposed to sewing and it just came really naturally. So I just mm-hmm. kept going because why wouldn't you want to do something? You're that right. You're really why wouldn't you want to keep sewing? Because obviously sewing is the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so your grandmothers, did they teach you or did you primarily learn like in school and with the Girl Scouts? Um, I primarily learned in school and I took private lessons from the same lady that we did the project with Girl Scouts. Um, but I always used my grandma's sewing machine when I was over there. And I remember one day just, like, sewing everybody a tote bag. Like, it was just, like, really simple. It was really cheap fabric that she just had randomly. And I made everybody a tote bag. Everybody in your family? And I was like, do you want a tote bag? And then, like, I'd go downstairs and make one. I'd come back up and I'd be like, oh, do you want a tote bag? You get a tote bag. You get a tote bag. You get a tote bag. And they were, like, the crappiest red tote bags. But, like, I was so excited that she had fabric. And she was like, you can use it for whatever. And I was like, I'm going to make everybody a tote bag. Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing, though. They didn't really teach me but they always really encouraged me to keep doing it and I think my grandma like a lot of times would pay for my lessons for like a birthday present or something so Mm -hmm. I could go and do more stuff so indirectly taught me but that's convenient yeah so do you feel that like just being around everybody and just kind of you know it just kind of you know just came naturally to you or how how did that happen like when you were (laughs) kind of just learning what was your beginning process like it just it was one of those things that just I picked up on really easily I didn't really have to try super hard at it it like I moved to more advanced pretty quickly it's just something that like it's just how your brain natural yeah it was very easy for me to do um I've always liked to do all kinds of crafts, but I've always been, like, really mediocre at a lot of them (laughs) and just kind of did them for fun. Or, like, my mom always did lots of, like, different crafts with us with, like, foam crafts. Mm -hmm. You know, like, all those little kits you get from the store. But sewing was one that I could actually do advanced stuff really well. And so it just kept building and building. And then I started with the lessons with the teacher. It was always one-on-one so we could do more advanced projects Mm -hmm. and really, like, build my skills and it was always so easy that I just 
was a I felt more confident doing it mm-hmm. because I was like this actually is a good product this yeah is an, a good end result You're and not creating, just like mediocre yeah. mom's gonna put it on the fridge it's actually like hey this is actually really like good. you were creating <laughs> actual like usable items that yeah. you didn't have to be like oh this is good but wink wink like yeah. it's really not there was no like oh that, that's great honey it was that's yeah. actually really like good. this is actually a wearable <laughs> no I I love that you just said that because during my classes that's what I always try and emphasize with people like sewing is not hard okay like you just have mm-hmm. to like learn it and then you know it'll like it's not rocket science you yeah. know what I mean like it's really easy to build once you build learn how to use the machine it's really easy to keep building and like zippers aren't as intimidating as you think or like adding pockets to clothes that's actually really easy mm-hmm. it's just a matter of once you have done a few things then you can kind of make your own way and break the rules more and it's it's really easy and you to, find your own groove you know yeah. once you build on your own skills I think that's a really really good point so what if you can remember back like what were some <laughs> of the like hardest skills for you to learn so I know for me it was like zippers and sleeves were like oh, oh. I've never done a lot with sleeves because I just, because ugh. they just <laughs> intimidate me for some reason. And I know they shouldn't because like every time I try something new, I'm like, that was so easy. Yeah. Um, I've always hated buttonholes. I don't do them really? the correct way. Like buttons are super easy, but buttonholes, I just do like a zigzag stitch and make a rectangle. I don't, I don't mess with the like real buttonholes on a sewing machine. I did it like once in high school cause we had to for the class, but like buttonholes just intimidate me and I don't. I don't mess with them. I don't do things with real buttonholes, and I, I don't know why. <laughs> this is funny to me because, like, you know, with the automatic sewing machines, you just press the button, and the buttonhole no, just kind of... I don't do that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not judging. So, but, like, I don't know why. Like, I just do the zigzag stitch, and I just go over it a bunch of times and, like, make a rectangle. But if that works, and, then that works. But yeah, it works. Yeah. And so, other than that, I don't know. I, I did a lot because in high school I took the class and there was three different classes so there was like sewing one two and then there was advanced sewing which you had mm. to be like kind of like invited into you had to get like per- teacher permission Ooh, to exclusive. do it because <laughs> because it wasn't there wasn't less structure to the class and it was mm-hmm. more of like as long as you're working on a sewing project mm-hmm. then that's good yeah yeah we had something similar it was like an independent study type of thing yeah, yeah. so you had to you had to kind of be invited and me and one other girl convinced our teacher to let us take it twice because it was only supposed to be like a one-time class but we were like but listen like we really want to take this class again so we like convinced her to let us take it twice so she had to like go to the principal and like get like special permission special permission for the us same to thing happened to me in high school because we just so wanted funny. to keep doing it and we both had the skills for her to be like they actually should yeah be able to take this to twice. pursue it so we took it in the spring semester we both made our prom dresses Oh. And it it turned out okay. It turned out okay. <laughs> it was probably beautiful. It was. Tools, I always think tools so easy to work with. And, like, you have to have, like, 100 layers for it to you look You have good. to have 100 layers and for it to actually do the tool yeah, thing that you want and to do. And I never do. And I'm always like, it's cool. I can have less. And it never works out. I tried it again with my wedding dress. And, like, I was like, no, it's cool. I got enough. Yeah, no, I I did not have enough. Yeah, <laughs> I I learned to just do a couple layers of like the netting and then put the tool yeah. on top because man, who wants to sit there and gather so, tool for three days? I <laughs> I even had like a fancy like foot for to gather all the tool and then all the glitter like messed it up and it mm, jammed and I was okay. It was like the night before and I was like, 
bawling my eyes out because it wasn't working. I was like, I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> we have to sit here and do this. So my wedding dress has like a like four inch spot where there's like no tool and it looks ridiculous from the back. Well, it's okay. Shh. It looks, it looks really good from we the We won't front, tell anybody. And you can't tell, like even from the side, you can't tell, but there's only one picture directly from the back because mm-hmm. I told the photographer, I was like, this can't happen. Yeah. And there's only one picture. And of course it's... Ethan's favorite picture. <laughs> it probably doesn't even look, you know, I was just talking to my crochet teacher. We notice things other people don't yeah. notice because you made it. You know right. what I mean? You know where well, the imperfections like, are. your wedding dress your biggest accomplishment? And I'm like, no, I don't like it that much. Oh, dang. I was like, I'm not, like, it It was good and it was really pretty and the photographer was really good. So, like, it looks At way better. It, yeah. I was like, but it wasn't my best work. Like, that I did it really last minute. <laughs> Even though we had, like, eight months, I just did it the, like, week before, and so it wasn't my best work. And I was like, I could have made it better, but I just procrastinate, and I was like, I'll get it done. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. And yeah, then I was like, he out of the house, because he can't be here. And I was like, oh, he's never, like, gone. <laughs> we both worked at the same time, and, like, I was like, he's, there's just no time for me to work on it unless I just kick him out. And I was Bye, like, hey. Ethan. <laughs> so let me like, work on my like, way. The week before, I was like, I'm really sorry, but like, I really have to get this done. And I was like, my friend keeps asking me if I've made my dress and I like don't have an answer. That is hilarious. So it's not my, it's not your best that I've work. Made. What yeah. is your favorite project that you've worked on? Um, I really like, I've really why into liking making t-shirt quilts. T-shirt quilts. I really like really? got a way down for my my system that I do it and I really feel like I can make one easily in like a day's work if I like sit down if I can get my focus and I sit down and focus on it I can really get it done and it's really easy work but I just make them like blankets they're not Mm. like quilted so there's not three layers or like Mm -hmm. all the it's just the top layer yeah okay but just the top layer like I've really just figured out a way like my own flow my own head system your own rhythm for it to do it and it's been really easy and I've Made some pretty good-looking ones, I think. Okay. Well, do you do that as, like, a business, or do you just kind of do it for fun? Um, both. I'm making my own right now. Like, all my own high school t-shirts are, like, I have a lot of band, like, concert t-shirts, and I'm like, I never wear these, and they're just taking up so much room. So I'm making some for myself, but I also do it for a business a lot, and I've kind of, like, changed how I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, changed my pricing because I'm like, this is too much, and... People who don't make them have no idea how they're made. Like, yeah. it's really hard to explain because I'm supposed, are to, a lot. supposed to teach a class for it in the fall. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to explain to the, like, admin about, like, oh, well, we don't, you don't need a certain number of t-shirts. It's not going to be a certain size at the end. It really depends on the shirts because all the designs and everything on them are different Mm -hmm. and they're just like not getting it. And I'm like, you just have to trust me. Yeah. (laughs) Like intro to sewing, I can give you an exact, here's the size that we're going to make because we're making a pillowcase. So here's the exact size. These are the dimensions. Exactly how we're going to make it. But a t-shirt quilt is just so different for each one. Yeah. So that it's, it's really hard to explain how they're made, but I've just kind of gotten into my own rhythm and I Mm. feel really confident making them. That's good because, okay, so when we met, 
probably like a couple years ago now. Yeah. Can you believe that? That's yeah. <laughs> I think you were making things and you were going into the market. And then mm-hmm. I remember you were doing a lot of alterations and now, you know, the t-shirt quotes and everything. Mm-hmm. So I love to see like your progression in like the different like businesses you kind of dabble in or kind of do. So that's yeah. really interesting. The markets were interesting because that was making a lot of the same thing. And by the end, I realized that, like, I'm making stuff that, like, beginners can make. Mm -hmm. And that, like, I'm teaching in our, you know, week-long camps. Like, by the end, they're making the same things. And I was like, this is feeling too below my skills. You wanted to do more complicated things. It was taking up all my time to make stuff for the market. But I wasn't, like, enjoying it anymore because I was just making stuff below my skill level. And I wasn't challenging myself anymore even just like making new things is even if it's really simple is mm-hmm. still a bit of a challenge and that just was like taking all of the challenge out of it so no i completely agree because even me like when i choose projects now it is because i want to learn a mm-hmm. certain skill or i want to you know develop that muscle memory like that's really important to me so hearing you say that i'm like yeah. okay like i yeah i understand <laughs> yeah but, yeah um so then when you started doing the alterations did you find that kind of challenged you or how did you Um, feel about the alterations alterations? was really just for fast cash okay um because i was going on a big trip and i just wanted extra money so we Mm. could like eat out to a maybe a little bit of a nicer place instead of just some fast food or get more souvenirs or something and alterations there's always so much money in alterations there is but i i hate them i hate doing them i think yeah they're so repetitive and boring and that, like, if I just have the time, like, I'm retired and I just want some extra cash, then that's great. But, like, to do it every day, I don't think I could. So I was just, like, preparing for a big trip, just wanted some extra money to spend on the trip. And so I was like, alterations. That'll give Alter- me fast money. Even it's if really it's well. only, like, $15, I was like, I guarantee there'll be plenty of people that, that so. need it. Yeah. Because I know with me, like, in alterations... My thing with those is like, you know, doing the quick, easy hems and everything. That's just nice, convenient, you know. However, it's those like when people get stuff from China and things and you're doing like complete reconstructions. Well, and just the material's not good and you're like, I can alter this, but it's still not going to be It's still not going to be that quality (laughs) that you want. Like, I hate when you hold fabric and like basically you holding it creates holes in it. That's what I'm like, oh my God, where did you buy this from? And I can't, I'm not good at like, a basic hem is really easy, but if you want me to, like, take in the waist on stuff, and I'm like... Oh, taking the waist, taking the sleeves, yeah. taking this and stuff, that stuff is... it, You know, it becomes really expensive, too, for the person you're doing yeah. the alterations for. Because then it's like, did you even realize, like, you spent $20 on this, but you're about to spend, like, $70 on these alterations? Yeah, alters... <laughs> when I was in my sister's wedding, um... I got the smallest dress size they had because I knew it was going to be big, but I it was a principal stance that I refused to get the child size. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, wedding attire is sized completely different than normal clothes, mm, I, I didn't know that. on principle refused to get the child size dress. <laughs> yes, Bethany is a <laughs> very small person. In real life, she's very, very I tiny, very petite. on principle was like, no, I have to have the adult's dress. <laughs> Nobody would have ever known except for me and my mom and my sister, but I was like, on principle, that you're in the child's I dress. <laughs> have to get the adult dress. And so it costs just as much to get it altered as it did for the dress itself because I need it like everything altered like oh Bethany you should have just gotten the kids dress I was like like, I don't care I was like on principle I cannot get the kids dress I was like I just feel 
like I just I couldn't I was like these my sister's gonna have these pictures forever and mm-hmm. I was made of honor so like I'm gonna be in most of them I was yeah. like I refuse to so look back at all those pictures I, I know every time and I'll be like that was a child's dress and I was that was only like a few years ago so I'm like in my 20s and I was like no I will not get the child's dress and the poor like lady helping us I thought I was probably like too strong about it mm-hmm. and she's like okay I mean like it's a lot the dress is like half the price and I was like no I understand I'm sorry like I'm principle i have to get the adult stress <laughs> so you just got like the extra extra small yeah, I got, like, small as you could size and it was still like it wasn't like too big like it wasn't falling off but it would would have looked really awkward mm-hmm. and so i was like I did you do the alterations to that okay because it was my sister's wedding and i was like okay. i'm not you want i'm not it. messing with this if it was just the hemming i would have but it was a lot of like the bust and waist area and mm-hmm. the dress was really complicated on the top. Mm-hmm. Had all different kinds of like pleats and everything and I was like, I'm not messing with it. I'd rather just pay and have it done by somebody else and then I can at least like shift the blame if something happens. If something like goes it wasn't wrong. me. Like yeah. I didn't do that. So I just I don't it's really hard to do alterations on yourself because yeah. especially in the like bust and straps because you're moving your arms to it's really hard to do the straps so you're not getting so like my wedding dress is off the shoulder but like it wasn't supposed to be but I just like couldn't alter it myself and there was nobody that could help me because it was a secret wedding so only the people in the wedding knew and my best friend was flying in from LA so Mm -hmm. she didn't get in until the day before did she get so as well no oh but she could have at least like she could have yeah she could have helped a little bit yeah but there was nobody that could help me because it was a secret (laughs) so my straps were off the shoulder because I couldn't get them just right and I was like you know what I'm just gonna go with it okay we'll dive into that secret wedding later (laughs) (laughs) Um, but okay so this is kind of like your origin story into sewing I heard I had Mm -hmm. had somebody tell me that's kind of what this podcast is is sounding (laughs) like so what is something like you would tell yourself, you know, back back in the day when you first got started about how your journey would go? And part two to this question, what do you see yourself doing like in the near future? Like what are your sewing goals or your goals in the crafting kind of arena? I mean, I don't know if I'd go all the way back to the beginning of my sewing to tell myself. I'd probably go back to like yesterday junior, no. <laughs> sophomore yeah. junior year of high school because there were a few years like middle school I really only did it when I took the private lessons and I didn't do it a lot outside of that okay but in high school I did it a lot outside of that but I would just like bully myself into not procrastinating because that just became such a habit and now I just do every project last minute oh yeah <laughs> and so it just and it's hard to like get out of that like I try way. to have people pay me before so then I'm like they paid me I gotta do this because then it like motivates me to do it more Mm -hmm. because then I'm like oh well you know they haven't paid me and like I'll get it done soon and then like it's like two weeks later and I'm like "Um, what we're really living the same life out here Bethany (laughs) my grandma every time my grandma's like also all seamstresses procrastinate it's just a thing that we do because working on this project with my dad and my mom got involved in like the regulation of it and she's like you don't have any of it done and I'm like it and my grandma's like everybody procrastinates all seamstresses do and I'm like it'll get done I know you're helping but like (laughs) (laughs) I need to not procrastinate so but I would just tell myself to just trust the changes and like I've done a lot of different things so like I did just for fun and then I was doing it for other people and that's always stressful and then 
doing like my own business of just like random projects that people need they put on Facebook and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and then doing the markets and just always trusting the change is gonna lead me to keep sewing no matter what even though it's gonna kind of change yeah and then then part two of the question was you know what how do you what are your goals like in the near future distant future how do you see yourself kind of growing or changing um so I really I have a lot of personal projects so I've been trying to shift all of my wardrobe because like we talked about how fabric is so cheap and Mm. just like going clothes shopping with my mom a lot I'm like this is just and I like everything is like super cropped and I'm all for Mm. like a crop top but like if I want a sweater, I want a sweater, and I don't right. want, like, half You don't a want a crop sweater. sweater. You yeah, want a like, full sweater. You want to be cozy. Lewis, you get cold weather. <laughs> this isn't, no, like, 65. Like, we really we, get cold weather. It gets weather. 20, okay? Yeah, like, like so it gets cold. Just been really, like, shifting my whole wardrobe to handmade stuff, even if it's not by me, mm-hmm. but just, like, other, like, handmade clothes Ooh, I like that. to get, yeah. like, better sustainable clothing that like and to support you know other yeah, designers other small that's businesses. really gonna like last me a few years and it's not gonna start like breaking down and like just something that looks really good and you like it's not super see-through and like my clothes so i feel like you're feel kind of rejecting better. the fast fashion idea a yeah. little bit okay yeah and still like can keep up with the trends and like the same looks but it's just like better quality made better and just, quality like, better you know business and yeah and things like that yeah and just knowing that like my clothes are going to last and they're like they're good quality and they're made from somebody and they're helping a direct like small business and not just like the exact same shirt everybody has yeah so I've and going been, towards some corporation or yeah. whatever I, I really like that yeah so like throughout like everything in my life uh my husband and I have tried to go like more green and like more just small business like we buy a lot of our food from farmers and like go to the farmer's market every weekend and everything and so like going through my closet and just like finding the clothes that I'm like I never wear this even though it's super cute I gotta get rid of it Mm -hmm. move on and like been making Mm -hmm. my own clothes and finding other businesses just like scrolling through social media and finding people Mm, that's really interesting so have you found anybody like interesting or um there was one and I don't remember the name of the business but there was a lady that made sweater like cardigan sweaters Mm -hmm. that had like 3d like plush like strawberries or Mm, different things like that that were super super cute and then she was like crocheting yeah but they're constantly sold out and I'm like that's really great like good for your business but like I want one (laughs) (laughs) and then um four days is a company that does like recycling clothing and everything and their clothes are pretty good too I've gotten a few of their pieces and they just like feel good like they're you can tell that like they're made from good fabric it's made like and it is a little bit pricier but that's what you're paying for is that like you're paying for the quality eco-friendly um company and they really like they source their fabric and and their clothes and everything with like companies that share the same values and so just like kind of slowly moving towards that in all areas of my life and just really being able to start with clothing because I can make my own clothes so that's really easy place to start what inspired you guys to start you know kind of going on this sustainability journey um just the way America is honestly like just looking at like Amazon and like companies like that and there's like you always see the Facebook ads for different companies and it's like 10 cents 30 cents and I'm like yeah but how much like how good a quality is it so just like 
getting tired of things breaking. And that goes back to exactly what we were saying earlier with the alterations and having all of this like poor fabric that people give you or like, oh, I spent $20 on this thing from China. And it's like, yeah, you didn't get anywhere near what you thought you were ordering, you know, like, yeah, the pictures never match. And like the stuff that I've been ordering from four days, like it looks exactly like the picture. And I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I got. You think you're getting it like really good quality material. And I can, and it's just, building more like staples of like more plain clothing and then having like a few like accessories and mm. stuff to like make it more interesting yeah and just but just overall just like looking at america and i'm like these companies suck yeah they're terrible i want to be more aligned with like what i believe in and just finding companies join joining facebook groups and just like weeding out people are just like so you're just looking to to have more of an organic type of life in all areas basically yeah and so like we've been using like more reusable stuff we switched to um laundry detergent sheets instead of liquid detergent Mm -hmm. just like slowly getting there and not trying to do it all at once but just like going towards zero waste type of thing yeah okay finding finding one way and kind of getting that into the habit and finding the company and doing a little bit of like research on the company like looking up to see if there's any news articles about them trying to like find reviews and and doing more than just convenience and actually like but now that we have these companies that we like for different things like that's it we just use the same company for the things and and keep going with it so it's easy once you've done the research to just keep going and like we have farmers that we have preferences like we have a specific chicken lady that we really like her chicken and we know how to contact her and it's it never fails it's always really good so just having like better quality and paying that price because it's worth it and just things don't break you get to use things for longer you feel better about it i love that i really respect that i 100 percent agree as you know Mm -hmm. um because yeah the ways of the world are starting to change and yeah. they have to and it's really up to us you know younger yeah. people to you know and I know that like one person doesn't make a difference but at one least person I definitely feel makes better a difference. because then people are like oh that food looks really good or like we tell that Ethan likes to share all the food he makes and everything and so people will be like oh where'd you get that and or you, get you know to talk about it Christmas then. list I'm like I want this specific thing from the specific company and I just like make up an excuse I'm like it's just better quality or like oh I've tried it from other companies and this is the best and it's just like complete like white lies about yeah. stuff but like forcing people to get my presence from smaller businesses and just trying to find that in every way I think life. that's really inspirational that you prioritize that in your mm-hmm. life and you know, after listening to you talk, I definitely <laughs> want to do that more in my life because, I mean, you have to, like, yeah. and you just have to take those small steps. Like, it doesn't have to be any, like, huge change, but, mm-hmm. you know, like you said. And, I mean, there's still, you know, there's only so far you can go. Like, my car is not from a small business. <laughs> so, you know, there's only, and, like, there's still, like, I still, every once in a while, I'll find myself at Walmart, and I'm like, I hate that I'm here, but I need this thing, and because this is America, I don't have the money to necessarily get it from somewhere else. Or, right. Sometimes you do just need that thing right now, and you'll have to get it next time from somewhere else. So sometimes I do still find myself, like, or, like, I still have an iPhone. It's not great, but, like, I can't get a new phone right now that's not just, like, a $20 purchase. So, like, trying to work towards the smaller changes I can make and then saving up 
because and even now that I think about it even when you were talking about the t-shirt quotes you know Mm -hmm. that allows for people to not you know toss their old t-shirts you literally make a usable warm wearable or you know wearable type of blanket you know because I've done a couple t-shirt quotes and those things are warm and rather you just do the top layer or all three like it's Mm -hmm. very much usable and it's sustainable so yeah but even just with because I usually use fleece for the back but just because you're using t-shirts and they're a little bit heavier like a lot of people have sweatshirts and like Mm -hmm. stuff that just is heavier than cotton it really does make a really warm blanket and it just helps and like I've been doing that with my old t-shirts and I'm like, this, I wore this all the time. And I'm like, but I don't wear it anymore. And it's a so memory. So it's just in a pile and it will be made into a quilt. Yeah. And you could never have too many blankets. You surely so. cannot. <laughs> I agree 100%. You cannot have too many blankets. You can have one, you just toss outside, go sit outside and just read your... My cat believes you can never have too many blankets. <laughs> they're, they're everywhere at our place. There's just blankets everywhere. And that's okay. Well, our last question for you is, how has learning all of these skills changed your life? Yes, I feel like we (laughs) kind of talked about this a lot already, but how would you kind of just shorten Um, it? I mean, for a long time, sewing was just like something that I like took classes for and I didn't really do it outside of that a lot. And then there were like two or three years in like between middle school and high school, like kind of in that area where like I just didn't do any sewing at all and it was just kind of like yeah I have the skill but I haven't used it but the past like five or seven to seven years I've really just like it's become like everything I do like it's what people know me for I've started teaching it and so it's just kind of become like everything I do and so it just like really changed things because I could take control of what I was doing when I was sewing and I could make exactly what I wanted. So like if I'm making a wallet, I can make it exactly the size that I want because now like baseball games and like going downtown or anywhere, everybody has size regulations for their bags. And so I can make it exactly what I want. It can have the exact print. It can look exactly how I want. And so that really gave me a lot of like control and power that like I didn't have otherwise in my life. And you know, like you buy a car, you have to pick one of these cars unless you have lots and lots of money. But sewing, like making my own clothes, I can make my clothes exactly what I want. If I'm looking for a pair of purple shorts, they'll look exactly a certain way. And so I just really liked that I could do exactly what I wanted with sewing. And it was just me. It was kind of like a, sewing's really like a one person thing. You can do it with other people, but like projects are usually one person. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, car mechanics work with each other. But sewing, you just do by yourself. And I'm a very introverted, want to hang out by myself person. So, like, I can quietly sew at a table where everybody else is also quietly sewing. So, like, I'm still doing something. And so it just fostered all of the things that I like. Like, having control and and doing things how I want. And being around people, but not necessarily having to be, like, super chatty. Mm. But, like, having still a community to do things with and... It was just something that came so easily and I just kept doing it. Yeah. And so I just kept getting better and it just kind of became everything I did. So it's become like <laughs> an income source. It's become yeah. a source of power and control over, you know, the things that you have. It's giving you that inspiration yeah. and the sustainability, giving you a community, all of these things. Yeah. And yeah. it just somehow like 
became everything I didn't really mean for it to because like I said for like a long time for like a lot of years it really was just like oh yeah I take some classes and then like I forget about it and Mm -hmm. I do my own thing and then I like I'll take another class and like I only ever really thought about it in class and then in high school you know like I had that hour and I was like I have an hour of sewing five days a week yeah I don't need to do more at home and so but then like after that there was like a year where there was a gap and I just like kind of lost sewing and then I got back into it and it just like it just exponentially took became more and more part of my life. Mm. Well, that's beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Bethany. Yeah.